0: Welcome to Archive Treasures. I'm Rosie Hill from the Trentham and District Historical Society. Each episode we will explore a topic ranging from Irish migration in the 19th century to plane spotting at Crannies Hill in World War II. This time we unearth, dig up, reveal, grub up, expose or bandicoot the world of potatoes. What are potatoes? Other than a comfort food we all crave in cooler weather. Everyone has a preferred variety, and a favourite way of indulging in what was for generations a nourishing staple of many traditional diets. In the Trentham district, potato growing is one of the pillars upon which the area was established following white settlement. The rich soil and good rainfall Saw the establishment of potato growing in many areas of the district. The first varieties to be cultivated were Carmen and Snowflake. Carmen was grown as the early season crop, but was subject to eelworm. Snowflake were small and uneven, but also known as mortgage lifters. Yeah, so what is your well, what's your favorite potato, That's I guess? Cream. Ah, I like yes. the Dutch potatoes. Yeah. yeah, the Dutch creams. Dutch yeah. creams. And yeah. how do you like them cook? How do you like to cook them? Well, that's why I like Dutch creams because they're um, the most versatile p- potato. Yeah. They're great roasted. They're great mashed, and you can still use them for chips as well. Okay. <laughs> as well. That's good. And what do you use here? So we're talking to Louise at Chaplins at the moment. Uh, I use Dutch creams. You do. Yeah. And do you get them locally? Or? I do. Yes. Oh, that's good. And you use them in the salads as well? I use them in the salads because they hold together nicely. Yep. So you can par cook them and they slice Slice. really nicely. That's why they're good for chips. If you uh, boil them a bit longer, they're awesome in mashed potato. And what do you put in your mash? Cream and lots of butter and salt and pepper. Yeah. It works. Okay. Thanks, Louise. No worries. Where did the humble spud come from? In June 2001, Heritage Seed Curators Australia published their Australian potato inventory. This had been compiled by Bill Hankin and Debra Schmetzer. This is some of what they had to say. Potatoes came from South America and were domesticated by the American Indian peoples living in the Andes. Potatoes were the major food crop of the Inca civilization. Even now, there are still thousands of cultivars being grown by peasant families. In the 16th and 17th centuries, the Spanish conquerors of South America took potato tubers of a few varieties back to Europe, along with seeds of many other crops we know, such as maize, beans, tomatoes, pumpkins, sunflowers, cocoa, pineapples and peanuts. In Europe, potatoes were not widely grown at first. They were botanical curiosities, and there was a lack of knowledge on how to eat them. Some tried eating the potato fruit, which is somewhat poisonous, and had some unfortunate results. Plus, the varieties imported directly from South America didn't produce well in the long European summers. However, by the early 18th century, a number of more productive potato varieties had arisen, and these were widely adopted by villages throughout the cooler climate countries of northern Europe and in the North American colonies. The lumper potato was one such variety in Ireland. Others were the apple, English reds, and flat Spanish. They were very productive and good keepers. Eaten with dairy foods, the potato made a complete balanced diet for the Irish peasantry. In England, the white kidney and the Howard were widely grown after 1765, and in the Netherlands, Scotland, Germany, and France, similar varieties occupied similar positions. Farmers and plant breeders also became interested and started to deliberately breed more productive varieties from the ones commonly to hand. These improved varieties quickly spread throughout farming areas. The expanding industrial cities of Europe created a new major market for cheap, easily prepared food. In a very real sense Potatoes fueled the massive population explosion that happened in northern Europe during this time. All of these varieties were based on the very narrow genetic base of the few varieties originally from South America. None of them had any resistance to a fungus called Phytothoria infestans, or potato blight. This had been accidentally introduced to Europe from Mexico in the 1770s, and caused a series of crop failures in the decades that followed. The culmination of this were the crop failures in the 1840s in Northern Europe. Lack of action by the British government led to widespread hunger, and in Ireland, devastating famine that led to wholesale death, immigration and depopulation of Ireland during the 1840s and 1850s. In the following decades, many farmers and plant breeders tried to breed new varieties that were resistant to potato blight. Potato varieties were brought to Australia by the British colonists during the late 18th, 19th, and the early 20th centuries. The varieties brought by the first settlers were those popular in Britain. However, potato blight and other diseases were brought in as well, and many crops failed particularly in the areas that had humid, wet weather in summer. The colonists responded by organising for stocks of the new varieties being bred in Scotland, England, Ireland and the USA to be brought to Australia. The Victorian Royal Horticultural Society was particularly active in organising this. The varieties imported were trialled at the Society's grounds at Burnley, close to Melbourne, before being distributed to interested members. Farming has changed greatly since the early days, and now large potato crops are often grown under contract to supply the likes of McCain's and McDonald's. As a result, only a very few potato varieties are grown commercially in bulk in Australia. Just some of the varieties from the Australian potato and inventory. Adams Excelsior, Atlantic, Australian Black, Beauty of Hebron, Cal Rose, Desiree, Eureka, Flinders Enterprise, Hundredfold Fluke, Irish Wonder, Jersey Kidney, King Edward, Peach Bloom, Pink Fir Apple, Queen of the Valley, Red Rascal, Royal Jersey Kidney, Scottish Triumph, Sir Hercules, Snowflake, Telegraph, Village Blacksmith, Wood Scarlet and Yellow King. As agriculture evolves and as interest in gourmet foods including gourmet potatoes grown locally has flourished, the list of varieties available has grown considerably. As we approach the 2022 Spudfest, the varieties expected to be available include Russet Burbank, Nicola, Dutch Cream, Maris Piper, Kennybeck, Colaban, Exton, Otway Red, Sebago, Cranberry Red, King Edward, Purple Congo, Tulangi Delight, and Willwash, and many others that will be available on the day. So oh, thanks Rich from Ruby Goose. So what's your favourite potato?
1: The King Edward is my favourite at the moment.
0: Is it? Mm. And how do you like to cook them?
1: I bake them, like a jacket potato. Oh, OK. Crunchy on the outside, fluffy in the middle.
0: Right. And, and what other ones do you like? You have the biggest range in town, I'm sure, here, yeah, normally.
1: Uh, um, what else do I like? For making, like, roasting potatoes and chips, the Russet Burbank's are fantastic.
0: Mm. And do you enjoy potatoes yourself? I do. Yep. I do like potatoes. Potato facts. Potatoes belong to the Solanaceae family, which also includes tomatoes, capsicums, chilies. Eggplants, tobacco, and petunias. The English word potato comes from the Spanish patata, ultimately from Nahuti, the language of the Aztecs of Mexico. Potato, potentially its first name. Incidentally, the Aztecs gave us the word avocado, but that is another story. Potatoes originate in the Andes Mountains of South America, so that's Peru and Bolivia and have been cultivated for over 7,000 years. There are about 5,000 potato varieties grown worldwide. 3,000 of them are found in the Andes alone, mainly in Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador and Colombia. Peruvian Indians force water from potatoes to make a dehydrated Chuno, an ancient Andean staple. Potatoes are left out on the mountainsides overnight to freeze, then stomped on by foot to remove water. The tuna is then dried and can keep for up to four years. When potatoes were first introduced to Europe in the 16th century, they were believed to cause leprosy. The Scots at first refused to eat potatoes because they weren't mentioned in the Bible. There was actually a so-called potato war, the Kartoffel Krieg, fought between Prussians and the Austrians in 1778-79. to The war acquired its name after the contending armies ate up all the potatoes along the battle lines in Bohemia and then called off the fighting and went home. Marie Antoinette, before she lost her head in the French Revolution, prompted a fashion for potatoes when she wore a crown of potato blossoms. In the period 1845-52, to Potato blight destroyed most of Ireland's potato crop, leading to a famine that caused the deaths of one million people and the emigration of millions of Irish. The average adult at that time ate between four to six kilos of potatoes a day.
1: Nicola's, maybe? Yeah. yeah, the nice waxy ones. I do like a mashed potato, so whatever mash is well, I'm not sure. Dutch, Dutch cream. Dutch
0: cream, they're a popular choice. They are, aren't they? Yeah, they're good all-rounder. Or? Yeah, yeah. I do them in the air fryer and they come up beautifully. Oh, how do you do them? As this? chips. Just as chips? Yeah. Cut them up? Cut them up and put them in the air fryer with a little bit of oil. Yeah. Olive oil. So, Kerry, what do you you cook? I do. I love cooking.
1: Um, Scullet potatoes would be my favourite right. um, because of all the naughty ingredients in there, including the cream and the butter,
0: right. and what, as well as a potato. What variety do you like to use?
1: Um, it's
0: Bernie's. Right. Um, potato and I think it's a Sabago potato that he uses there. The weather Like all farming, growing potatoes successfully is dependent upon the weather, plenty of rain, but not too much, or at the wrong times. The following reports follow the vagaries of the weather from the early days of spud growing in this district. Kiton Observer, Thursday the 15th of January 1874. Trentham. A glorious rain set in on Sunday noon, and has continued with very little intermission for thirty hours. Many a smiling face was to be seen this morning, and many an anxious eye will watch the coming up of potatoes for the next few days, which, but for this most welcome boon, would never have appeared above the surface. Kiton Observer, Saturday the 29th of January, eighteen seventy six. Trentham. The weather for the last 10 or 12 days has been all the farmers could desire, but the nights are generally very cold. Indeed, it is only three or four nights since that nearly all the potatoes in this district were cut down by a severe frost. Kiton Observer, Tuesday the 22nd of April, 1890. Trentham, from our own correspondent. The railway station presented a busy appearance each day this week. Grain is rolling in rapidly, and potatoes are also coming forward. Jack Frost made his appearance last night and marked the event by cutting down the potatoes. As a rule, they are too far advanced to suffer much. The frost is later in appearing this year than is generally the case here. The Weekly Times, Saturday, the 26th of May, 1900. Trentham. Of late, this district, in common with other parts of the colony, has had an ample rainfall. In fact, the continued rough weather has had the effect of greatly retarding sowing operations. The largest fall in a short space of time took place on Thursday and Friday of last week, when close upon four inches of rain fell in some 48 hours. A terrific gale accompanied the rain, and hundreds of trees were uprooted everywhere throughout the district, Breaking fences and blocking up the paddocks in all directions. There has not been such havoc amongst the trees in the forest since the great gale of November 1897, when an enormous number were blown down, causing much destruction on all sides. Weekly Times, Saturday, the 8th of September 1900, Trentham. For continuous wet and cold weather, This winter probably holds the record in this district. For over five months the most disagreeable conditions have prevailed and as a result farmers have had much to contend with and the crops generally are not as far forward as they might have been under better circumstances. There is now a somewhat milder atmosphere and with the advent of spring, matters should improve generally. During the months of July and August over nine and a half inches of rain fell in the district. This makes a total of no less than thirty four and a quarter inches altogether this year up to the thirtieth old, which is the record by several inches for years past for the same term. Weekly time Saturday the thirtieth of november nineteen oh seven Trentham There was another timely fall of rain on the twenty second of November. The district was greatly benefited. A thunderstorm, very sharp while it lasted, occurred about six o'clock and in a short time, 62 points of rain fell. Argus, Thursday, 27th of February, 1908, Trentham. The season for potatoes in this district, extending from Little Hampton and the Coliban through Trentham, East Trentham and Fernhill to Tilden, has been a peculiar one. Whilst there has been a very prolific growth of tops, the tubers have not developed in proportion and rain is much needed to secure a fair percentage of marketable potatoes before the plants cease growing. Lately, a frost, the first for the year, cut a good many paddocks and places, and in the prolonged absence of rain, it is feared that those badly cut will die off, and the percentage of small potatoes will, consequently, be heavy. Judging by present appearances, the average yield does not, owing to the dry season, Promise more than from two to three tonnes to the acre. A good soaking rain any time now would improve the outlook. The weekly time, Saturday the 8th of October 1910, Trentham. Nicely timed rainfalls throughout this district of late have continued to strengthen the growth of crops and grass. Everything is in a forward and healthy condition. Our rainfall for September was higher than usual the registration running up to 131 points. Usually it is about half this tally for the month mentioned. The total fall up to September was 30 inches, which is about the ordinary amount for the first nine months of a normal year. But this year, the bulk of the solid falls of rain have occurred later than usual. The Advocate from Burnie, Tasmania, Friday the 18th of March 1938. Victorian potatoes. Light crops are expected at Trentham. The potato marketing board has received the following information from a crop correspondent at Trentham Vic. We are going to have a very light potato crop, especially of carmens. These will not average over two tonnes to the acre. Most growers planted seed which, owing to the hot weather at sowing time, sweated and did not grow. Consequently, a lot missed, and most growers have only half crops. It is too early to estimate the snowflakes, as they are just out in flower, but as we are having what may be called a drought, because the weather is very dry, and unless we get a good rain very soon, that crop will also be far below our usual average. We are having one of the driest years, I think it is as bad as 1914, which saw one of the worst droughts in Victoria. We are also having a lot of light frosts. They are not bad enough to blacken the potatoes, but they stop the growth. The Argus, Friday the 27th of January 1939. Potatoes at Trentham. Early rain needed. The abnormally dry season in the Trentham district is having its effect on the district potato crop, although growers are yet sanguine that a satisfactory yield will be obtained. The crops are green and healthy looking, though as yet there is little growth below the surface. With an absence of frost and a steady rain between now and the middle of February, an average yield of snowflakes of from three to five tons an acre is expected. The position with regard to the Carmen variety is not as favorable, as in several instances growers report that their crops of this variety have not come into flower. Failing a good soaking rain soon, there will be little chance of even a moderate yield of carmen's. The Advocate, Burnie, Tasmania, Monday the 4th of March 1940 Potatoes Cut by Frost, Dalesford Report A telegraphic message received by the Potato Marketing Board, Burnie, from Dalesford, Vic, on Saturday morning, stated that Frost had cut foliage of potatoes almost in halves. Ballarat and Trentham also suffered but stalks were still green. Prior to the telegraphed information coming to hand, the marketing board received the following information by mail from a correspondent in the Trentham district. Our government experts say that our yields will be six tonnes to the acre. In my opinion, if we get half of that, we will be very lucky. We have not had any rain for over a month, and as you well know, without rain we cannot grow potatoes. The Carmens are starting to yellow off, and will not yield two tons of marketable tubers. As a matter of fact, our crops are not so good as last year, and if we do not get rain very soon, they will be lighter. The weather has been dead against good yields. Cold south winds, some days very hot, with very cold nights, and no growth. I would not be surprised any morning to find all potatoes blackened out with a frost. I am sure we have not had more than 10 nights this summer without a fire at night. That will give you an idea what the weather is like. The Argus, Saturday, the 3rd of March 1956, Potato Harvest. The potato harvest will be down 50% in the Trentham district because of the prolonged dry spell. For the first time in history, growers are being forced to use spray irrigation on the wilting crops. Even immediate rain will not save the situation. Early crops are ripening, but the potatoes are very small. Reports from Trentham, Fernhill and Newham say the ground is opening up and the potato moth and grub threat is serious. Little Hampton and Bellato districts are expecting trouble from the grub for the first time in memory. Growers say that even if rain falls now, suitable hot weather must follow for even a 50% result. Trentham late crops will be a complete loss if rain does not fall in three weeks. Tank drinking water is very low, and some people are carting water. Pink eyes. What was it? Tassie pink eye. And what do you like about them? They're
1: buttery, it's got a beautiful flesh that you can roast or mash. You can do anything you wish with it. And do it's... you grow them or you buy them? Or... I grew them when I was in Tassie, but I haven't done it here, but yep. there's some locals that do grow the lo- the Tassie King guys So they're available? They okay. are, and they are just to die for.
0: So you can do lots with it. What's your favourite way of having them? Oh, probably
1: mashing it with about half a pound of butter. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do it properly if you're doing it. <laughs> Okay. Um, that's about it. Yeah,
1: thanks, Amanda. Okay. Oh, God. I, I, I'm trying to think what we used to grow. What's your favourite potato dish? Let's we'll start the other way. Well, my daughter has to have a mashed with half yeah. a pound of butter and cheese. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, very Beautiful. <laughs> I, I love them roasted and potato scallops. Oh, yeah. yes. yes.
0: Yeah. That's a nice one.
1: But the old days, like old oh, days, I'm saying, Mum always did. We had a big roast, and Mum would cook the potatoes in the roast. with it all the food, oh, all no. those yeah. juices and that, Yeah, Crunchy. no one does that anymore. No. Oh, have done. Have you? It's one yeah. of my faves. I yeah. do love. And the ton she'd of put flour beans. over them to crispen them, and yeah. then when all that came out, she'd make the gravy yeah. out of it.
0: Yeah, my mum used to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunday roast. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh,
1: okay. I remember as a kid, though, we'd go... Because we grew spuds. Yeah. And we'd have to oh. go pick out the fat end. Oh, That was right. our job, picking out so, the so fat So your, your family was a... Yes, on the... So what, what, what of types of... The... What? But I can't remember. Isn't that... Well, I have to ask oh, my, my brother. brother. I had to look at the spud bags out of <laughs> the farm. I don't. But we'd get so tired because you picked them up yep. you know, by hand. And by the end of the day, we'd be crawling along. And yeah. You Family, family. We didn't oh, have harvesters or anything. Yeah, it was all by. Did you, a, yeah.
0: did did you have one. spud diggers
1: out? With, no, your... not till later on. But as yeah. Yeah. like lot later, on, when my brother took over, but yeah. we did it the old way. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the spud, you know, you roll the bag, yeah. you put it and you put in, and you roll it up. Wow. And, yeah. and um, sewing them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, have the big needle and you sew. So How fantastic! It just, yeah. You load them a certain way on the truck. Yeah. It was all very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's fantastic. OK, thank you. Crops. How many tons to the acre? The season is coming to an end. The spud diggers have done their job. So, how many spuds were actually grown? Kiton Observer, Tuesday, the 9th of February, 1897. Trentham, from our own correspondent. The best looking crop of potatoes I have seen hereabouts is undoubtedly owned by Mr. Toomey, farmer, East Trentham. He has a paddock of 24 acres sown with tubers, and from present appearances the yield should be fully 10 tonnes to the acre. This particular paddock has not been under cultivation for three years. Mr Toomey is a firm believer in not working his paddocks too much. The Weekly Times, Saturday the 1st of June 1907, Trentham Potato digging is now in full swing in all parts of the district. The recent spell of dry, frosty weather brought the crops to perfection for digging. So far, the yields are turning out smaller than anticipated a few months ago. There is plenty of top, but not a corresponding amount of tuber. In many instances, however, the yields are considered satisfactory. From two to four tonnes to the acre is a fair average estimate of the earlier crops. There has been a pleasant break in the weather. Nice rains have fallen. The Weekly Times, Saturday, the thirtieth of November, nineteen o seven, Trentham. Potato planting has been carried on under much more satisfactory conditions than at the outset. The fields have of late been in much better order. From appearances, about the same area has been covered as usual. The average is from two thousand to three thousand acres, extending through Littlehampton, Colliban, through Trentham, East Trentham, and Fernhill to Tilden. The early crops of Vermont's and other varieties above ground are so far looking healthy. Under the supervision of Mr George Seymour, the government potato expert, an experimental plot of potatoes has been planted on Mr David Watson's farm. Results will be watched with keen interest, as this industry is undoubtedly a most important one as far as Trentham District is concerned. Weekly Times, Saturday the 1st of June 1912, Trentham So far, Trentham has experienced a dry winter. The copious rainfalls usually experienced at this time of the year are not appearing. May is generally regarded as one of the wettest months. This season, hardly an inch of rain was registered for the month so far. Fairly heavy frosts have occurred. The fine weather has enabled farmers to sow and to get out their potato crops. Regarding the potatoes, the crop, though much lighter than usual, is this year a highly payable one so far. The average is from one and a half to two tons to the acre. The splendid prices prevailing are amply compensating the growers. The leader, Saturday, 26th of January, 1935. The Bellato District potatoes. The main crop, rotation, with cereals. Bellato and the neighbouring districts of Trentham and Daylesford rank among the oldest potato-growing areas in Victoria. A band of chocolate soil runs through each and continues to Newland, Warborough and Bungaree and even the pioneers recognised that it could be used for intensive production. They cleared small patches and planted potatoes finding a ready market close to their gates during the Goldfields era. In potatoes, The average yield is about three tonnes per acre. The late carmen and snowflake varieties being planted. The Advocate, Burnie, Tasmania. Thursday the 23rd of October, 1941. Many potatoes at Trentham will not be dug. The Potato Marketing Board has received the following information from a crop correspondent in the Trentham district, Victoria. There will be a big acreage of potatoes here that will not be dug this year. I have about twenty five acres, and although they will go at least five tons of marketable tubers, and I am offering two shillings per bag to get them dug, I cannot get a digger. Labour is very scarce. The acreage put in this year will be small. The Weekly Times Wednesday the second of september nineteen forty two. Potatoes main Trentham crop average yield about four tons an acre by F S. Crawford. The deep red volcanic soil of the Trentham district, combined with a fairly reliable rainfall of about 37 inches a year, makes it ideal for potato culture. It is essentially a late area, although most farmers grow a mid-season variety as well. Snowflake, a very late sort, constitutes the main crop. Some up-to-dates, which are mid-season, and carmen's number three, mid-season to late, are planted also. It is estimated that approximately 4,000 bags, or 250 tonnes, a week leave Trentham Railway Station from mid-May to the end of September. Trentham is 64 miles from Melbourne and located in the central highlands west of Macedon. Its altitude is nearly 2,300 feet. Consequently, the district is very cold, and sometimes wet in winter. Winds from the south and west are extremely cold and windbreaks are almost a necessity, although several farmers have neglected this aspect. Messrs. Toomey brothers, whose property is situated about three miles east of Trentham, have found their shelter belts a decided boon. They have eight plantations of cypress, half of each one is planted at right angles to the other half, and they break the wind from both the prevailing directions. From 80 to a 100 acres are planted to potatoes on this farm each season. The soil is ploughed to seven inches in March with a double-furrow mouldboard plough. A three-furrow disc may be used if the ground is dry.
1: One potato,
0: potatoes, potato music. An unexpected side shoot perhaps, but the humble spud has inspired many musicians. Bands with names such as Hot Potato Band, Small Potatoes, Potato Head People, The Potato Pirates, Electro Potato, Small Potatoes, Sweet Potato, Potato Fries, Potato Jones, Potato Farmer. Along with songs dedicated to this versatile vegetable. Potato Head Blues, Diggin' My Potatoes, One Potato, Two Potato, Mashed Potato Time, My Sweet Potato, Couch Potato, Potatoes in the Paddy Wagon, Potato Girl, All That Meat and No Potatoes, Solid potato salad prices once a potato grower has survived the foibles of the weather and produced a good crop, the next thing is what are they going to get paid? Kiton observer Tuesday, sixteenth of october eighteen ninety four Trentham, from our own correspondent. The low price for potatoes this season, especially at the present time, should impress upon our farmers to take into consideration the advisability of the erection of a creamery, if not a butter factory, in our district. In Tilden, some of the farmers have drawn as much as twenty seven pound ten shillings per month from the milk. and Observer, Saturday the twenty fourth of october, eighteen ninety six, Trentham, from our own correspondent. The crops at East Trentham are looking very promising. Most of the farmers have got their potatoes away and many are regretting that they sold so soon, as the indications were for a rise. In fact, I have learnt from excellent authority that potatoes will be one pound per tonne before November passes. The majority of farmers in the district have gone in largely for potato planting and are still planting. A good shower of rain is badly wanted, Not only at East Trentham, but throughout the whole of the district. Some predict a very dry summer. Kyneton Observer, Saturday, the 20th of February, 1897, Trentham, from our own correspondent. Some of the farmers are commencing to dig potatoes. On Thursday, they were worth two pounds, twelve shillings, and sixpence at Fernhill. Yesterday, buyers were only offering forty shillings at Trentham. Kiton Observer, Thursday, the nineteenth of August, eighteen ninety seven. Trentham, from our own correspondent. It is fortunate for our local farmers that there has been a good demand for potatoes for exportation this season, as it has had the effect of keeping them fairly firm in price. We can boast of quality as well as quantity this season, and the average price of two pounds should pay the growers. Potatoes yesterday were worth two pounds five shillings. Weekly Times, Saturday the 26th of May, 1900. Trentham. At present, the potato season is in full swing, and digging is being pushed on, but though the sample of tubers from all parts is second to none, the market so far has been disappointingly dull and the price unsatisfactory. The latest best offer for potatoes locally at the time of writing is but 25 shillings per tonne, though up to 30 shillings was offering a week or so ago. The Weekly Times, Saturday the 8th of September, 1900, Trentham. On account of the continued adverse weather, the digging of the potato crop has been greatly retarded, and there is yet in places a good quantity underground. Matters in regard to the potato market are quiet enough at present, farmers being still inclined to hold for better prices. A good many have pitted their potatoes in anticipation of a rise. At the time of writing. Thirty seven shillings per ton is offering at Trentham railway station, but only an occasional lot passes hands. Weekly Times, Saturday, the eighth of October, nineteen ten. Trentham. The potato season is now nearing the end, and, taking it right through, it has been one of the best ever experienced here. All through, prices were highly satisfactory, averaging about four pounds to five pounds per ton so that even with a generally lighter crop than usual, the return to the growers has been indeed a highly profitable one. There are still a few lots coming forward. The Age, Wednesday 26th of July 1922. How prices go up. An illustration of how food is manipulated by middlemen was afforded at Trentham, Victoria recently. A dealer purchased 10 tonne of potatoes from a local grower at £4.10 shillings per tonne. The grower to deliver the goods on rail at Trentham. Within half an hour of taking delivery, the dealer resold the potatoes to a Melbourne firm at £5 per tonne. Then, a remarkable series of transactions took place, with the result that before the consignment of potatoes left Trentham, it had changed hands six times. The last purchaser being the original dealer who bought from the producer in the first instance, and who finally sold to a Melbourne speculator at seven pounds per ton, each vendor, the producer perhaps accepted, made a profit on his deal. The leader, Orange, New South Wales, Monday, the fourteenth of May, nineteen twenty eight Potatoes in Victoria. Potato digging is proceeding briskly in the Trentham district of Victoria, and record yields are being obtained. During April, 7,717 bags were dispatched from the railway station, compared with 629 bags last year, and 2,212 bags in 1926. This is the highest number of bags ever loaded in April, and the season's output promises to eclipse all records. More than 3,000 bags are stocked on the station platform. Crops of 7 and 8 tonnes to the acre are not unusual, and the district will average about 5 tonnes. It is estimated that nearly 200,000 bags will be loaded at Trentham, and about as many again between Fernhill, Lionville and Bellato, the four stations being about a dozen miles apart from end to end. The potatoes are a good sample and are bringing top prices in the Melbourne market. The crops, generally, are free from disease, except for odd patches of eel worm, which is slightly more prevalent than usual. There are hundreds of men digging in the district, and good money is being made at prices ranging from ninepence to one shilling and threepence a bag, according to the crop and conditions of the ground. The market price remains low, but it is hoped that it will improve as the season advances. It is estimated that it takes fourteen pounds an acre to grow potatoes, and with an average yield of five tons, there is very little profit for growers at present prices. The Argus, Monday, the twenty-sixth of July, nineteen thirty-seven. Potatoes easier in tone. The market for potatoes was slightly easier in tone on Saturday. Red Soil Ballarat snowflakes were available at three pounds fifteen shillings a ton and the quotation for Dalesford and Trentham growths was nominal at up to four pounds. Prices of prime red soil carmins were unchanged at four pounds to four pounds or five pounds a tonne. Roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. Mm. Yeah, plenty of them. <laughs> and what sort do
1: you like to use? Well, I've just used a, a bison, I found out the other day, and they're really, really nice. They're a red potato. Oh, OK. Hmm. And do you peel them? Or? No, no, just scrub them. Open. Yes, Open. throw them in the oven. Um, My favourite generally is the King Edward. Right. And if I'm making scones, Maris paper. Oh, be nice they're nice and fluffy. They make a beautiful scone. Right. And we're coming up again to... Um, <laughs> I've had Sylvia telling me how many I've got to make this year. <laughs> What do you make for? That? For paste. Oh really? For the afternoon tea in the uh, which is gonna be in the railway buildings again. What? Station buildings. Oh okay, so for that. Some of them, some of them. Oh. I think I'm up to about six dozen.
0: So, Tony, Bernie spuds
1: is? My favourite spud is Bernie's Dutch Cream. Roasted in duck fat. Absolutely unbeatable.
0: Do you do them yourself or I do. They're great potatoes They are one of the best. Okay,
1: thank you. That's all right.
0: Potato politics and disease. The politics of farming and the threat of disease have made their appearances throughout the area's potato growing past. Kiton Observer, Saturday, the twenty-fifth of may eighteen seventy-eight, Trentham, from our own correspondent. I'm sorry to have to state that the railway department is receiving a large share of condemnation from the people in this district and I'm bound to confess with some degree of justice. Why, the whole district for miles on either side of it and right along the centre course is positively teeming with produce of one kind or another and every mile that could be made available for traffic would be eagerly rushed by producers, who are now experiencing the greatest difficulty in getting their produce to the large centres, and then only at a ruinous cost. And to prove this, I will just give one instance. A gentleman of my acquaintance has a crop of potatoes, about a 150 tonnes. The cartage of these will cost him at £1 per tonne, or a £150, for the whole to the Kitan station. Such a tax upon his industry is calculated to take the guilt off the gingerbread with a vengeance, and ought, one think, to induce Mr. Woods to push on our line of railway, in preference to others passing over but indifferently settled in comparatively barren districts. Kiton Observer, Saturday, the 24th of April, 1897, Trentham, from our own correspondent. The dealers in potatoes locally are complaining about the getting away of the trucks when loaded. The only train that takes potatoes away is the midday train, and if that should happen to be full, local trucks must stop another day. The Commissioner of Railways has been communicated with, urging for all trains to pick up here. The Age, Wednesday, the fourteenth of December, nineteen ten. Disease in potatoes, precautions at Trentham. At a largely attended meeting of farmers of this district held last night, the following resolutions were unanimously carried. 1. That in the opinion of this meeting, it is desirable to ask the Minister of Agriculture to prohibit the sale of potatoes from any infected areas. 2. That in the opinion of this meeting, all bags which are used in quarantine districts should have a distinctive mark or brand and that anyone being found using these bags a second time, for any purpose, be prosecuted. A deputation was appointed to wait on the Minister of Agriculture. Kiton Guardian, Thursday, the 18th of March, 1915, Trentham. Potato Growers Association, under the auspices of the Trentham District Farmers Union. A meeting to hear views upon the matter of the formation of a local branch of the Victorian Potato Growers Association was held at the Trentham Mechanics Institute. Mr Yates, president of the association, addressed the meeting and clearly explained the objectives of the same, and he urged the formation of a Trentham district branch in order to further the interests of the movement, which he also urged must be of considerable advantage to the potato growers generally. Mr P Gleason, President of the local Farmers' Union, presided at the meeting, and after he and others present had also spoken, it was resolved to form a branch of the Association for Trentham District, and to meet at the local Mechanics Institute next Tuesday night to arrange details, such as the election of officers etc. Mr Thomas Dwyer, Secretary of the Union, being appointed Secretary of the New Movement. The Argus, Tuesday the 22nd of January 1935. New Zealand potatoes proposed importation. Trentham growers protest. At a well-attended meeting of the Trentham District Potato Growers Association, the following resolutions were passed: that Colonel Harrison, member of the House of Representatives, be asked to protest strongly to the federal government against the importation of New Zealand potatoes into the Australian states. That the Secretary write to the Executive of the Potato and Onion Growers Association asking that all branches be instructed to direct their members to refrain from supporting any candidate of any party for Parliament who favours lifting the embargo on New Zealand potatoes. That the leaders of all the parties in the Federal Parliament be asked to use their influence to prevent the introduction of New Zealand potatoes into the Commonwealth. That the President and Councillors of the Kitan Shire be asked to protest against the introduction of New Zealand potatoes to Australia, as the interests of the ratepayer of the Trentham Riding are largely vested in this industry. The meeting expressed strong disapproval at the proposed action to sacrifice the interests of the potato growers to make a market in New Zealand for the citrus grower. The opinion was that Australian fruit was wanted in New Zealand. And the article was good. It would sell itself without introducing the dreaded menace of corky scab to ruin the potato industry here. The Advocate, Bernie, Tasmania, Monday the 24th of June, 1940. Potatoes from New Zealand. The Commonwealth Government has decided to import 5,000 tonnes of potatoes from New Zealand to relieve the shortage in Australian production. This was officially announced yesterday by the Minister of Commerce, Mr Cameron. The New Zealand Government will market the potatoes in Australia at a rate not exceeding 1,000 tonnes a month in July, August and September. The balance to be imported after the end of September as required. Should an acute shortage develop before the end of September, the rate of importation may be increased. Trentham, Vic. A meeting of potato growers protested against the importation of potatoes from New Zealand. The meeting considered that the local crop was sufficient for Australia's needs. They protested also against the government fixing the retail price of potatoes, holding that it was designed solely for the benefit of the retailers. So I'm asking people what their favourite potatoes are smashed. Smashed? Ah, OK, you're the first person to say
1: smashed. Absolutely. So
0: how do
1: you do them? You boil them first, yep. and then or steam them, and then you smash them, and then you pour really good olive oil, rosemary, and rock salt, and uh, cook them in the oven. Stunning. Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
0: and is there any particular variety you prefer? Or? uh
1: well, we grow them. We oh. yeah, so we. The you grow
0: your
1: own? Yeah, we grow quite a lot of our own, but. Um, D-
0: probably Desiree.
1: Thanks, Jan. Pleasure. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably mashed. It's, co- do, it's comfort food, that's that why. Yeah. What do you put in them? What no. Would you like can't. I mean, the uh, butter and uh, sometimes a bit of French mustard. But I don't, I don't, I don't like them too creamy. Sort of a bit more chunky.
0: Bit of lump. Bit of lump. Bit
1: of texture, yes, exactly. Desiree. Do you grow them
0: yourself?
1: No. Nope. No, I don't. But Desiree, they're just a lovely potato salad a potato. It's that like your favourite way? It is. Ever. It is. One potato,
0: two potatoes,
1: three potatoes, four. Five potatoes, six potatoes,
0: seven potatoes more. Hit your bobble with a solid potato salad, boy. Take my plate, fill it up and bring it right back. Solid potato salad, all oh. right.
1: much to do. So now they have blue ones too. Come on boys, potatoes in the paddy wagon, gotta get her out of there. Come on boys, potatoes in the paddy wagon, mama says it just ain't fair. Potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes,
0: small potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes, small potatoes. Archive Treasures is produced on Zsa, Zsa Wurong Country we acknowledge and pay respects to the traditional owners, and we would also like to extend our respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. Archive Treasures is brought to you by the Trentham and District Historical Society. If you would like to hear further episodes, they are available from most podcasting apps or on our website, www.trenthamhistoricalsociety.org.au. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Trentham and Districts Historical Society, Australia. I hope you can tune in next time for more archived treasures.